You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. Let's let's push on from there, um, not to kind of stare away, but um, when we think of um, the census, you know the film, the thing you fill out for like passports or whatever. Yeah. Right. When it comes to thinking of the census, the origins of the census is um, is based upon a particular concept, which I will move on to. Uh, we'll move past all of this. Please pass the list. We don't even need to go into this. For those that are quick with the buttons, if they get to watch this, they'll probably pause at certain points and be like, oh, what's that? Um, right, so the census, the idea of a census was created in the United States in 1790, but in UK they adopted it in the um, 1800s. And um, what it was, it was just to be a, it was a marker to identify who was who in the United States. They wanted to keep a record of who was in each state, right? Mm. So, um, essentially, um, the, again, 1790, the United States, we know what was happening there. 1800s, we know what was happening within the British colonies in the Caribbean and what's happening on certain nations within, um, uh, on the continent of Africa. But, in the census of 1841, people were asked to state their country of birth and in most cases their nationality. The idea of ethnicity wasn't a concept until the, 18, until the 19th century, so the 1800s. And anything other than white was a slave. So that was the only thing on the census, white and enslaved, right? Um, however, there was one section that wasn't really looked at or spoken about. Even in conversations that we have now, when we talk about slavery, there's a certain set of people that don't get spoken about, and that's disabled slaves. We don't talk about disabled slaves. So in 1840, the 1840 census was the first time they included disability. This census was shown to have severely overcounted the number of free black people who were insane idiots, insane or idiots. Data that supporters of slavery used as propaganda to argue black Americans weren't able to, hand, to handle freedom. So imagine on a census, legally, slave owners could put deaf, dumb, blind, insane, idiotic, deaf only, dumb only, multiple or other. So imagine someone who has a stutter, who's a slave, he will go um, under maybe idiotic because he can't get his words out. You see what I'm saying? But this is a census that they created to label and put black people in this. So when they started to have these these arguments and debates about should they have emancipation, they was like, well, no, because they can't read and write. They're stupid, they're deaf, dumb and blind. And as you can see here from Virginia, Carolina, Louisiana, uh, Mississippi, these are percentages of those who were counted as deaf, dumb, blind, insane and idiotic. But that was legal, you know what I'm saying? And Britain adopted that and had their own sort of census, but it wasn't as bad as it was in the in, um, United States. Now, we're looking at the UK census, to tie it into why I'm saying about integration, yeah? It all makes sense. I know it's a bit long-winded, but it all makes sense, right? Looking at the UK census, bringing it to now, 
This is this is this is how they operated now. Okay, the 1991 census was the first time to include an ethnicity question. Right, the question included nine boxes, seven labeled with pre-recorded categories, and two allowing people to write in their ethnicity. The classification was white, black Caribbean, black African, black other, which you can write in, Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, Chinese, uh, and any ethnic, any other ethnic group. So this is what it looked like. Okay. So you had what you could class as group one, which is white. The second one was, um, I don't know if you can see it French, you might want to turn your phone sideways, I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, so you can you so you can make it wider. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So yeah, group one's white. Then you've got black Caribbean, black African, black other. Then you've got Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, Chinese, and any other group. So that's the 1991 census. So anybody born prior to 1991, and just after that, there. Um. This is the options that our parents or grandparents had or whatever. Right. Cool. Now this is how they. This is how they operate. 2001 census ethnicity question included mixed ethnicity. This made the question more acceptable and relevant, though one downside was made, uh, made it harder to compare with the 991 census results for some groups. Other changes included the use of the terms Asian British, Black British. In addition to the 2001 census included a voluntary question about religion. So as you can see here, you've got group A, Group B, Group C, Group D, and Group E, right? So there's, it's, there are more options. So in 10 years, they're giving you more options, right? Now, where is Black Caribbean on the 1991 census? It's in, on the 1991 census? Yeah, the one on the left-hand side. Yeah, 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 it's after white. So it's white, then Black Caribbean. Right, so where is um, Black Caribbean on the 2001 census? In D. Right. Why? Yeah. Why have changed it in 10 years? Why do you think, anyway? To make it more clear, to clarify it, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, what they wanted to do is create a system of um, alphabetical order. Mm. So Asian, then black, then Chinese. However, this is how they outsmarted us. Yeah, I know you're putting your head back because does W come before A? What? No, but we're, we're in a white country though. We're in a right. white country. I think, yeah, the point I was gonna get to, so some, not in this particular form, but generally what you might start with is if you know the population, the general population, you have more of well, more white British or white people, you might put that at the top because it's easier to get to for the majority because we know that the, the majority of Britain is white. Mm -hmm. that, could be, that could be a reason. Yeah, I would have said the same thing, Stop. All right, I like that. I like the answer. That's, that's, you're right. You are, you, are, you, you are right. But let me just add to that. So if that's the case, right, if, if you're saying... White's the majority, so they are going to um, go first, right? I'll go first, but it's just easy, like, rather than scrolling down or whatever, bam. Blah, blah, blah. 
Do they make it easier for the dominant society? Not even. Yeah. Is it pretty like? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 All right. So, have a look at. Okay, so why they're the dominant society? So they go first. It makes sense for them. All right. Cool. Does M come before A? No. So why is it before Asia? Yeah, no, I, I, I get the point where you're leading to. I, I see it. I see it. But then Asians would still be in front of us, essentially. Okay. Where on the continent, in terms of the continents that we have, what mm. continent does China fall under? Asia. So why is it not in Asia? All right, cool. So, <laughs> all right. No, so, to piggyback off what you're saying, let's just stick with black for a moment, right? These how these these, these people are smart. Does C come before A? Obviously not. So, why is Caribbean first in Black British or Black British Caribbean? Again, Africa. Why is Caribbean first, not Africa? I can only assume is because we came over first. No. Yeah, you could assume that. There's no right or wrong answer, but mm. because I haven't asked them, they probably wouldn't agree with me anyway, because they'll say no, because they wouldn't then it would be they would have to admit that it's racist. Mm. Look at 1991 census, black Caribbean is first. Mm. Black African is second. Same thing with black. All right, let's go to mixed. Yeah. What do you have in mixed? Which one's first? Mm. Mixed white or black Caribbean. Mm. It's the same there. What are they doing? I'll help you. What they're I doing... I know, I know exactly what you're saying. It's, all, it's all, almost in order of preference, almost. I know what you're trying to say. They mm. are, they are net, right. They are naturally creating a divide that plagued our parents and our grandparents. I'm saying it on a, on a nation level. Some of us didn't fall down the trap, but a lot of us did, unfortunately, for the ones that did. So most of the divide between the Caribbean and African societies started in our own homes. Think yeah. about it. All it takes for a St. Lucian grandparent or parent during those back in those days to look for the census and find out where's, boom, I don't, same what you said, that the white people don't have to look further down. They don't have to scroll. So the moment that a Caribbean person looks in the census, we are innately just going to go and tick what we're going to tick and not look down. We're not even going to look past it. And then if ultimately our brain can't differentiate between fantasy and reality, like I was saying before. So once we ultimately see ourselves on top, we're going to see ourselves as separate. So they're deliberately putting in the box of black or black. Remember, you've got black British and you've got black Caribbean, black African and any other black background. What could that be? You're either Caribbean or you're African. Essentially, you could be from Brazil or whatnot. But lately, you're going to have more West African roots. So you probably say you're African anyway. But what, what would you call yourself as? What's the other section for? This is how they're smart. So these people that we need to integrate with, we got to understand white supremacy and how it works. I'll help you. The census comes out every 10 years. So you got one in 1991, one in 2001, right? And what they've done now is they've created divide within certain groups and certain sections. Then within that certain group of certain sections, we are going to debate who we are and what we are. So even on the census alone, before you've been able to say Dada or Mama, you have been born into a segregated society, even the black community, because they have forced our parents to make a choice. And how they make a choice is building a hierarchy of those individuals. 
And how they did it is make us believe that we are preferred to white society than Africans are. Or, I mean, I say we as in the Caribbean people are preferred than to African people are, which is just nonsense because we're all black to them. It's still all anywhere to them. And how they did it is by integrating our culture into their culture. So Caribbean language, especially Jamaican language, we integrated to British society. So we become more accustomed. Then they will give us shows like Desmond's or Real McCoy. Or, and then when we get comfortable being Brit, Black British, but we're Jamaican or we're mm. Bayesian or we're Trinidadian or whatever, and we yeah. become Black British, because that's what they bring in, they give you an identity to stick to, then we feel like we're home. Then we can argue against white people and be like, you know what, no, what do you mean I was born there? I'm Black British. That becomes the argument. And the only reason why we're saying we're Black British is because it was given to us. If you was born before 1991, you weren't Black British, because it didn't exist. So we're only using terminologies that's been given to our oppressor. And that's just on a census. So when we're in primary school and we're, you've got Caribbeans versus Africans, that stems from when we're kids. It stems from our parents. But they don't know what they're doing because they're, they're, not, they're not understanding the law of the land and how it works. And also within this bracket, just to stick to Black British Caribbean, right? If this is how you, this is how you work the system, maybe speaking about riot versus protest, this is how you can protest legally. What you could do is in other, let's say like 10,000 parents or 10,000 children born this year mm. wrote Nubian in that box. And then 2022, another 10,000 Nubian. And then 2023, Nubian again, right? By 2023, there'll be 30,000 people born in the soil of England going under the identity of Nubian. Then they'll be like, raw. We might need to go to these Nubian communities and find out if they want their own box because where is this whole? Because legally you can put it down because essentially that's what's going to be put on to your passport. So if you called yourself and gave yourself your own identity, they will be forced to listen. And the reason why I'm saying they'll be forced to listen is because 2011 census, because remember, it's every 10 years. So you've got 2000 and we've done 91, we've done 2001, and now. We've got 2011, okay? 2011 census, essentially, gives us a different idea. So now in the white box, okay, they have done English, Welsh, Scottish, Northern Irish, British, and you've got Irish, then you've got Gypsy or Irish Traveller or any other white background. And then they've kept up the same thing for mixed. They've got Caribbean first, okay? And then look, they've put Chinese and Asian now. So why didn't they do it before? When you go to C, you can see Chinese yeah, is fourth. Yeah, yeah. Now you go into the other ethnic group. They've thrown in Arab in there now. So they're recognizing Arabs now. Okay. Because what box were they in before? Did they have a box before? No. So now you go into the Black African Caribbean, Black British. You see how many forward slashes you see, mm -hmm. right? And now it says African Caribbean, any other Black African Caribbean background writes in. Now, do you know who they're targeting? Who do you think they're targeting in that section there in D? Who? Any idea? No, nah, who? There's a certain section of Africans who have struggled in many communities, in many black communities, there's a certain section of Africans who have struggled to fit in when it comes to the concept and ideology of what it is to be African. Who are they? I'll give you, it's either, you got to stick to North, South, West, or East African. Pick a, pick a... Um, North Africans. 
Nope, not North Africans. Or oh, South Africans. Nope. You talk, hold on. I'm going to stop guessing. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. The first thing that, strong, that sprung to mind, I'll be honest, Daryl, was Somalians, yeah? But, mm-hmm. but if I'm Somalian, I'm, I'm African. I'm thinking African. Yes. But that's what you would put. But on a group level, a lot of Somalians don't consider themselves a part of the conversation. And that's okay. us to be, because we don't include them in there. Do no, we, I think that's changed. I hear what you're saying, Daryl. On, on, on a nation level... All right, when you when you on a, I, I can't speak on a nation level, but for what I see on a London level, it's a lot more acceptable. I'm happy to see it as well. It's a lot more acceptable now. Like not even acceptable, that's the wrong term. But I know when I was growing up in high school, you're right. It was like almost like it's gonna sound mad, but it was almost like there's blacks and then more than then smiles. You know what I'm saying? When I was in school and that, which is a bad man thing, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Now, but now I see the like I see like to me, like you see everyone mixed. Well, I see. It. I've got younger cousins in that, and their bunch of group of friends includes everyone, including Somalians and everything. So I'm mm-hmm. mixing now. And I and and you're right. You're right to an extent. But you're talking about 2021. I'm talking about 2005, 2006, 2003. Mm-hmm. Because remember, this is a census for 2011. They've already created one for 2001. So they are targeting those who not consider. And back then. Back in secondary school and whatnot, back in the 90s, Somalians were, they weren't a part of the conversation. Matter of fact, when we go to, I've been to loads of, loads of um, like African events that, you know, they might have certain talks and they might sell like jewelry, artwork, books and literature. You know what I mean? They might sell these things at these events. I can't remember the last time I saw a section of like stands dedicated to East African culture. I, I, I've been to lots and even during lockdown I've been to lots they put some on and you know whatnot. and I've, I'm seeing a lot of West Africa Not, nothing against it but let's say I'm from Djibouti or I'm Eritrea mm. where, where, where's, where's, where's my stuff why am I not putting my stuff in there so even so I'm saying like like when I was talking about segre- segregation even within that sex, uh, in, in, in that spectre there like the, it, there's there's a sort of a divide because there's how segregated are you? Who's in the conversation? Who's a, there's so even within that. So what they have done is they are targeting those who have considered themselves not really included. So they'll go to East Africans. So that is targeted at Somalians. So what they did, they did a study and went to densely populated Somalian communities and said, how would you like to have your own box in a census? Over 60% said they would like it. And then the rest said, no, nah, because I'm African. I usually take African anyway. But a lot of the older generation, when I say old, I'm saying over 35, those are the ones that said, yeah, I would like to have my own box. So the 2021 census, because there's one coming out this year, because it's every, 20, every 10 years, you have an option for Somalia. So now Somalia's like, yeah, yeah, I'm in there. It's like, what? But they're going to go for it. If the Europeans give them the option, they're going to go for it. So if the Europeans give us an option to call ourselves Black British, we're going to go for it. So we call ourselves Black British, and then we know Black as being negative in the dictionary, and then British ain't done anything positive for African people. So we call ourselves Black British, which is a double negative. So it's like, raw. Is this, is this what we're doing? But the census originally showing you how they're dividing and cutting things up. So even those who are white, Carib- white and Black Caribbean, they don't even have to look down because they're right at the top. They're seen as preferred. 
So there's going to be segregation and hierarchy in that conversation because systematically, as long as you see yourself as above, then you're not really worrying about what comes afterwards. We don't even look in the other boxes and see how bad money is because we want to go for ourselves and then decide on, yeah, that's it. I don't worry about anything else. So a lot of us don't pay attention to the census unless you have them next to you and be like, raw. But as long as we look at ourselves, we're filling out our forms for driver's license, passports, forms, anything legal, we'll tick our one and then we move to the next page. Okay, cool, black British, uh, heritage, boom, that's it. And we go through. We're not even trying to have a conversation of how racist the census is. And what it's even based upon anyway was racism, because you can see exactly where it came from when it, you know, them dividings of your white or a slave. So the whole census idea is innately racist. When the 20, 2021 census comes up, have a look. <laughs> Remember this conversation. Matter of fact, go back to this conversation and, and, and you will see be like raw. Because you know what they've done now? They've got a section for Jewish. Now there was a debate for Jewish to have their own section, which they do for this one. Same thing with Sikhs and Hindus, right? So what they're gonna do now is have a section for Jewish. Now, where do you put Jewish? Do you put Jewish in white or do you put Jewish in other? Now, the argument was you can't put it in white because my auntie, she's Jewish, she's black. She's from Jamaica, born there. Her mother, my grandmother, was a Hebrew. Mm -hmm. She's one of the first Hebrews in Jamaica, Westmoreland. So they can't go under the white section Jewish. So where do you put it? So now they're having a debate, having it in other ethnic groups, but then it will be there with Arabs and whatnot. But in the Asian section, it will grow because they're going to include um, Sikhs in there, essentially. But when they give you these options, we play about... So the people that we are integrating with, these are the people who by design have got it mapped out. They're pulling the strings. So while we're trying to play catch up and sit in their circles, they've already got it planned out because this has been going on for hundreds of hundred years. So we should play catch up first and then integrate. So we should have the base first and then integrate. Because if we integrate with no base, then once we get slapped in the face and we turn around like, oh my gosh, my, this industry that I work in is real racist. Like I need support. And we're like, boy, I'm doing my own thing. I've got my, my organization ain't racist. We're fine. Like me and Dave, we have a couple of drinks and we're all right. Do you know what I mean? Fridays, he pays for them because he's rich. But you know what I mean? We're all right. I don't want to get involved because if I get involved in your calls, it's going to upset them. And they're going to think I'm part of this whole BLM stuff. And I am for it. Do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like we're all, we're all together. You know what I mean? We're one race whilst being called the N-word. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So as much as we can integrate, and we should, we should also, I, yeah, French, I agree. We need both bases. We need to be able to play, because everybody play, everybody has both. You've got Asians that go to these white spaces and these corporations, but they've got family businesses that they flip houses, they flip shops, they flip companies. They, they've got it planned out. We're mm. sort of juggling that, how can we do this? And it's about, we need to go from niggas to gods. We need to empower ourselves and be comfortable stepping into any space, regardless of what race they are, and be you. And they can see, you know, we can't, we can't mess with that guy because he's got resources, he's got a backing. Brixton won't support us anymore. Halsden won't support us anymore. Handsworth won't support us anymore, and so on and so forth. So I agree um, that we need both, but I'm more of a segregationist in terms of, I've seen that it's worked a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? When it comes to like the argument between Malcolm and Martin, Malcolm went from like being a hustler and whatnot to being a Pan-African and, you know, fighting for the power and obviously he got assassinated for, for talking certain things. Martin, he, um, 
he was for civil rights. Mm-hmm. But after a while, after Malcolm got assassinated, he, re- he realized that, you know what, maybe I was wrong. We need to do, we need to have reparations. So he went from uh, uh, um, civil rights to go into silver rights. And when you start messing with their money, then they're going to come for you and assassinate them. So it's about being integrated and having both, but make sure the segregation part, because you need that base. You can't have your, you can't have a base in the integrated section. You've got to have a base in the segregated section. So go out there, do your own thing. But it's about building the communities. And there's blueprints out there. Do you know what mm. I mean? We are all one race. But we've got to understand, we weren't the ones that decided on race. Yeah, facts. facts. <laughs> we, we didn't come up with the concept. They did. Race didn't mm. exist until 1500s. You see what I'm saying? When they brought in the letter J and they changed, uh, um, they, you know, changed the whole biblical story and threw Jesus in there and made Jesus white, that's when race came in. Do you know what I mean? There's a great book by Nancy Eisenberg called White Trash. You want to open the screen back up? Take this off the screen so we can get that book in. All right, let me, let me stop sharing. Yeah. Right? There's a book called White Trash. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And by um, Nancy Eisenberg. Yeah, and this book is brilliant because it talks about the idea of what white trash is and how it starts off with class, but then there is something called the wage of whiteness. Um, I think Michael X talks about this as well. Kinde, Doctor Professor Kinde Andrews talks about this. The wage of whiteness meaning that you could be the poorest white person on the planet, poorest white person, you still have more privilege than the richest black person because of your skin complexion. But white trash, the idea of it is the lower class people. Of of uh, um, of United States, um, they sort of they have their own wars. So same with the whole police thing. What you were saying before um, about it was a class thing about protecting your goods. Yeah. Definitely, one hundred and ten percent. But within that space, um, the the lower class people were still seen as uh uh better uh better civilized than african americans unfortunately um even what you call they call hillbillies and whatnot even those um yeah that them not there they were still seen as higher class people so the book is a very thick book i mean it's got like four over 400 pages but it's like they got i don't know if you can i mean it's in black and white so you can't really can't really see but some of the images. Um, so you got the Beverly Hillbillies um, from 1930. It's a painting, but so it's got stuff like like that. I think that's a famous picture. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the book's brilliant. It's thick. It's a very long read. But um, that, can you hold it up one more time? Sorry, it's called um, White Trash. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, um, yeah, so she explains the concept of what it is to be, because while the, 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 the lowest of the lowest people managed to find a way to become the core and the hub and the base for what it is to be American. So, for example, you know, like we have to say Barack Obama was the first black president, right? Mm. So we don't say like, because being a president is seen as white. So we have to say first black president, right? So what they have done is finessed, what the United States has done is finessed the whole country into believing like white is the or- origin. 
the fact that they say like I'm an American and you're an African American, it's like hold on a minute, wait there. Before Britain even got to United States, Spain was doing a madness over over there anyway, right? So Africans were there. Let's forget Native Americans for a moment because obviously they were there, right? But Africans were there in the United States before Britain got on over there. So how can the white Americans say they are American, but African Americans ain't, but Spain was dominating most of the United States, dealing with the slave trade as well, and Africans were on the soil, and then Britain came and took over. So how can you say, how can they say that they're an American when they weren't even there before Africans? Oh yeah, they were slaves, but they weren't on the soil before Africans. So they've actually finessed African-Americans to call themselves African-American and not said, all right, we're European-Americans. So through their wordplay, through their language, through their textbooks, through everything, they've been able to finesse us to believe that they are the origin and whatnot. And then integration is essentially us moving into them. Remember, there was a certain period of time when there was more Africans on the soil of the United States than there were Americans or Europeans, shall I say. But... Through textbooks, through understanding how this, how how society works and how the history books work, they finessed us. So touching it back to when I was talking about um, uh, about race and how they came up with this concept. Last thing I'm gonna um, uh, touch on for for this for this moment, right? This picture here is a famous picture, but this picture is called um, the Enlightenment. Right. And to kind of like break down what the Enlightenment is. Um, <clears throat> the Enlightenment period is or they call the age of reason was this period of time between 1685 to 1815, where Europeans were considered the forward thinkers of society and the globe. So these are people who um, wrote books. They created um these ideologies and sciences, they were inventors, they brought around laws, they spoke on revolutions, all these sort of things. These are key thinkers in European history um, that decided um, that they would be the ones to go to when it comes to understand how the world works. So um, Immanuel Kant, a lot of people learn about Immanuel Kant to do social studies, so like sociology and things like that. John Locke's in there, John Locke, he was, heavily racist i mean john isn't is john Lockin to even imagine that um you can't see but if i just stop sharing for a second the page that i was on mm-hmm. is a bit on john Locke. you know what i'm saying and john Locke, um basically he came out with a lot of writings he wrote a lot of essays but he um he wrote treaties for governments and one of the things he said, um, well, he was the author of a something called the Fundamental Constitutions of Carolina, this is 1669, uh, which granted that every free man in Carolina shall be, ab- should have absolute power and authority over his Negro slaves. So that was in 1669. So this is a guy that we study at university level, right? Cool. So, um, these are forward thinkers. These are called the Enlightenment periods. You got Rene Descartes, who was a French philosopher, who said, "I think, therefore I am." But for you, for you to be considered human, you've got to be able to have an idea of thought. So if you say, "I think, therefore I am," that means you're human. 
But if Africans can't think, human, therefore we can justify slavery because they, they can't think for themselves, right? Cool. But that goes back so during this period in time... I don't even want to cut you, but that, that, that so, goes back to the whole point about information. Yes. Like, this is what I was saying about, this is what I was alluding to earlier, is the information has been, it's always been hidden by a certain, I guess, demographic or a certain percentage of our society. So therefore, again, it leads on to where we are today. 110%. And those people who, so David Starkey, who made that comment about David Lammy, right? He's a student of history, so he's read a lot of the books from the Enlightenment period from these Europeans, right? Mm. So I remember it's between 1685 and 1815. That was the period of time where these Ford thinkers came, right? So this is James Madison, the US president of the United States. He said, Blacks are inhabitants, but are debased by servitude below the equal level of free inhabitants, which regards the slave as divested of two-fifths of a man. Reason number one why he said that, there was something called the Three-Fifths Compromise, which each state had a number of representatives at the House of Representatives. The more representatives, the more power that each state has. The South counted three-fifths of a slave population to gain power over the North. So basically what that meant is, let's say like each, each borough, yeah, has heads of the borough that will go to House of Parliament and argue the case, like we need more money, we need more funding to build roads and trains, right? But the more people you have, more population that you have in your borough is the more representatives you have. So let's say the borough of Hackney, right, has a hundred people. So that only means one um, person can go, right? Let's say that Lambeth has 200 people. So two people can go to the house. Do you see what I'm saying? So let's say that's how it works, right? So <laughs> they decided to get more representatives to go to the house of representatives was they had to count the slaves because they weren't human. So you couldn't count them before. So it was like, look, what we'll do now, so we'll look at, we'll line up the slaves. Remember the census is, is, is out now, isn't it? So you can count the slaves now. So the census came out in 1790, right? So now it's like, okay, one, two, three, slave. One, two, three, slave. One, two, slave. Okay, cool. So that's one. That's one person. So they are counting Africans now as human so they can get more people to go to the House of Representatives. Another reason why he said this is to justify the treatment of Africans. So in order for him to say they're two-fifths of a man, that means they're not human. That means they, they're nothing. So if you're on the street and you're walking and you step on an ant, you're not going to feel sorry for the ant. You're going to be like, oh, that's peak. And keep it moving, right? Same thing like that. So for him to justify the treatment of Africans, he had to justify that they're not human. Why are they not human? Because they're considered as animals. Why? Because he's got the ideas from the Enlightenment period thinkers, from those from Europe and so on who write these books. So remember, Oxford is flying at this moment. Cambridge is flying at this moment, right? You have this gentleman who said, slaves are lesser creatures without Christian souls that's not destined for the next world, right? And this is a man who was a slave captain. He went on um, a slave ship and then he hit a storm and the storm was rocking the boat and he was like, God, please, if you turn the ship around, I will bring back the kidnapped Africans. The storm went and then he sailed back and he wrote a poem because he was an author and a poet. And he's, he wrote um, a piece in um, 1779 that says, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was once lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. So what he's talking about, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. When the storm went, it's all calm. It's nice, sun's out. 
that's beautiful. That saved a wretch like me. What I was participating in at the moment was wrong. It's criminal. I was once lost, but now I'm found. Well, the whole organisation that I was a part of, me working with the Church of England as well, I was blind because I thought that what I was as a European man, as a British man, and me being more powerful than African people, I thought that was the way forward, but I can see now. And um, it's about going forward. So he wrote that. Six to eight years later, he returned back to being a slave captain and ended up taking over slave ships because it was profitable. So the author of Amazing Grace, right, he, he got the ideas from who? The Enlightenment period, the Enlightenment thinkers, right? And also, how many black people sing Amazing Grace every Sunday? Mm. Well, now via Zoom. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Or Twitch or something like that. You know, how many people sing that? And as, as African people, we're saying that saved the wretch, like, we're calling ourselves wretches. Like, that is the lowest of the low. In biblical term, that's the lowest of the, You can't be lower than a wretch. Next thing is the devil. You see what I'm saying? But we sing that every single week. Christian, wedding, funeral, that drunk auntie when I was to take the mic at a party and say, all right, let's meet in Greece. Do you know what I mean? There's always a black person that wants to sing that. And we are singing a slave song. Mm. Okay? Then you've got this guy, Carl Linnaeus. He's called the Father Taxonomy. This is a man who essentially bro I don't want to things into categories bro I know I know we said um in in regards to time but I know we can we can keep going yeah so I just want to see like I'll wrap it up yeah I was gonna say how many more slides are we gonna go through because there was a thing I wanted to get to before we um, we wrap it up all together still yeah no this is the last one this is the last one cool yeah um, so he's a father tax on me. He's the one that brought around um, this notion of putting people into okay. categories, right? So you had Homo Americanus as reddish, um, choleric, obstinate, contented, and regulated by customs. Who do you think he's talking about? I kind of did it before. So you, um... uh, the red, red, red Indians, I guess. Yeah, so Native Americans. Then yeah. you have Homo Europeus as white, fickle, sanguine, blue eyed. And governed by laws. Who do you think it's all about? Africans, slaves. Nope. Homo Europeans. Europeans. Yeah. Europeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Right. Homo Asiaticus as sallow, grave, dignified, um, avaricious, and ruled by opinions. Who do you think it's talking about? Asians. Mm -hmm. But back then they were talking about mongoloids. And then you got Homo Afra as black, phlegmatic, cunning, lazy, lustful, careless, and governed by caprice. Caprice meaning um, unpredictable. Who do you think he's talking about? Africans. Right. So to this day in 2021, do you still get white people saying that black people are lazy? Mm. And this was in 1700s. This is 30, 300 years ago. And that terminology still runs. So... To, to in closing, for us to integrate, we've got to understand who we are dealing with. Majority of the time, we don't. And to integrate into society that was built upon racism, colonialism, and neoliberalism, we are playing catch up. And on top of that, um, we we have to have a base. So I, I'm totally for the base idea, definitely. But within the base, we've got to understand that. Um, we can't be angry 
because a lot of time we read a certain book, we think that we're knowledgeable, we're an intelligent set of people, and then we get angry at people that don't understand. You know, some people are like, I don't get it. Like, we're like, oh, look at them, they're a coon. you got to allow it, because some people just don't know. And we've got to be patient mm. as people as well. And we've got to be patient with ourselves. You know what I mean? We all want the same goal, but we're just going to go by it in different ways. And I feel like we, we will get there in the end. Whether we will see it in our lifetime, I don't know. But to see the empowerment of black people and to see that we are on an equal playing field in Britain, it will take a while because there's a lot of dirt that we have to dig up and get rid of. Unfortunately, there's a lot of stuff that we have to bury too, but it will take some time. And you're right, accessing the information is, is, is key. Only a certain set of people have it. This is what I'm saying, like people that hold it to themselves, why would you do that to share it? There's so much wisdom out there that you could save a child's life. You know what I mean? You can save someone's life by giving them information they never knew existed where they can make better judgments for themselves. Do you know what I mean? We can, we can, there are books like this one here by Kill. Yeah, it's called The Goddess Black Woman. Do you know how much power is in this book? It's quite a thin book, but black women reading this book can understand how important they are in the world because they are the first people to, to give us life. How important it is in a world that doesn't celebrate them. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like this book here is, is incredible and they should every black woman should have this in the house to understand that you know what the world might not like you matter of fact sometimes we not we might not like you but you are dope because the history books don't tell you that society doesn't tell you that music has a certain set of music and it has a poor way of telling you that so how about this we will have these sessions every week you read this book we talk about your issues we'll talk about our issues and we exchange information whether you consider yourself black, whether you consider yourself mixed with black heritage and you want to understand certain things, whatever it is, let's have these conversations, whether you are integrationist or, or someone else to be both. But let's have these, because regardless if you want to be integrated or if you want to be um, segregated, there are still like underlying issues. Do you know what I mean? We are disadvantaged in many ways. So how can we, for ourselves um, as African people, how can we change this for ourselves? And then how can we, bring about a way where we can get those other people to understand. It'd be a difficult job mm. because we all went to the same schools, so we all learned the same thing, but the outcome was different because most of the stuff was written against us, but it's about having that conversation um, eventually, but we have to empower ourselves first. Is this, We can't go into a war, you know what I mean, without having armour. And how do you protect yourself? Well, you got to love yourself. Armour comes from the French amour, meaning love. So your armor should be your love. You should be able to walk into a space and be like, right, that person loves himself. Well, you open your mouth. Not too egotistic, but you know what I mean? When Erica Badu walks into a room, you see people's faces like, they want to faint. They're like, oh my gosh, right? So it's about how black people, how can we love ourselves, whether in white spaces or in black spaces? And loving yourself is loving your brother, loving your sister. Um, I'm not talking about blood relative. I mean, like those who look like you and just appreciating what we are. And yet we are one race. We have the human race. You see what I'm saying? It was the race concept was only brought in uh, for Europeans 1500s. Black people didn't exist prior to slavery. There was just Africans, there was nations, there was Tweed, there was Yoruba, there was Hausa, there was Ifa, there was Ibo, there was, and this goes on. There wasn't black people in its essence. So the concept of black dictionary.com, we need to eradicate that and just call ourselves human, but recognize our culture and history and images alongside that. And we'll be all right. Everything will be all right, man. No, that's dope, bro. That's dope, man. I just want to um, just fit that before we wrap up, just like on a bit of a lighter note. Uh, I know 
I don't know if you're aware, but I just want to give a, a, a big shout out or quick shout out to, to Marcus Rashford, uh, Rashford for his his book or reading initiative for underprivileged children. Like he's got an initiative where he's going to get a lot of books to a lot of youth that aren't able to necessarily get books, whether it's, especially now with COVID and everything, a lot of parents being at home and may not be able to get access to libraries and things like that. So, as I said, on a lighter note, a young black British young man doing doing great things, and I definitely want to salute to that man there. Whether he sees it or not, just know that um, he is supported by us. Do you know what I'm saying? So, before we we, we totally wrap it all up, um, last time we didn't we didn't have this game in place, but what we tend to do is play a game called Dope or Trash. Now you've heard of the the whole don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. So we flipped it on his head and you're going to judge a book by its name and you're just going to say whether it's dope or trash. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. One sec. This is a good concept. I've never... Yeah, all right. (laughs) One sec. Cool. Let me get the list up. All right, cool. Dope or trash? Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. So the first one being how to be an anti-racist. Is it a dope? We say is it a title dope or is it trash? Yeah. Yeah, you used to say whether it's just based on the title, whether it's dope or trash. Right, say it, say it again. Let me hear it again. Uh, how to be an anti-racist. <laughs> dope. All right, let's make it quicker, though. No, no, you can't say that one. I can't. You can't say that one. Say why? Because I think I know the author, so you can't. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it, I don't know. Anyway, no, go on. Maybe based just based on the name alone. Like right? if you know the author, say really, yeah, it's dope. It's dope. It's dope. It's dope. The Nickel Boys. I know you've heard of some of these names. It's dope. It's dope. It's dope. Ghost Boys. Trash. Letting Go. Dope. Atomic Habits. Dope. Don't Call Us Dead. Trash. They were her property, white women as slave owners in the American South. Dope. (laughs) (laughs) The The Hate You Give. Dope. New People. Dope. Sing Unburied Sing. Trash. We were eight years in power. Tanahesi Coates. <laughs> dope. Dope. Brilliant book. When they call you a terrorist, a Black Lives Matter memoir. Trash. An American marriage. Trash. They will be they will be my undoing. Dope. Dear Martin. Trash. Why I'm no longer talking to white people about race. Dope. And the last one being the life book of Daryl Blake. Oi. That book's sick, you know. Have you looked at that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's dope. Dope. Yeah? All dope. right, my brother. Dope. Dope. Cool, man. Now, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge, sharing um, your insights and... And again, just dropping, dropping like 
I guess, information that we wasn't aware of beforehand. And again, as I was um, alluding to earlier, don't just take Daryl's word for it. Don't just take mine or Mace's word for it. Like anything that we said, go and have a look, go and research it yourself, go and have a look yourself and, and, and empower yourself. Because as we've mentioned before numerous amount of times, it is about information that is going to lead us to the direction that we want to head to. Yeah. Will, do you just want to, want to give a good... Oh, go on, sorry, I interrupted you, Bill. No, go, 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 go ahead. Sorry. If you want to just give a, a mention to, like, to your um, platforms, how people can reach out to you, contact you and find out more information. Yeah, sure. So um, on Facebook, um, Daryl Blake, D-A-R-R-E. Um, um, Twitter, it's the same, Daryl Blake. Um, I mean, Instagram, Darryl, if you type Daryl Blake into, but it's, 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 it's D-A-R-R-E-L. If you type that into Instagram or Twitter, my name will come up. Um, or essentially, type it into Google, my name will be there, and then you'll see it. So Daryl Blake, all platforms. Um, I'm not on Snapchat. Um, I don't think my life's that interesting to be uploading videos. I don't know. I, I just can't do it. Like, I just, it'd be boring. Like, here's a mug. And everything. You don't have to spread yourself thin. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm all right. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just, because I'll be showing books. People might get, but not, there might be a group of people who want to see books on Snapchat, but they, there's no one doing it. Or it probably is, but. Essentially, like they might want to follow someone who's putting up content of like, you should read this book, turn the page, and it's like this, boom, 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 like quick little short video. Maybe I might look into it this year. What time? Everything indoors, so um, I might, yeah, mm, you know, I might be onto something, you know, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, but um, across the other platforms anyway, just Daryl Blake. Um, you can find me. Um, reach out, spread love. Um, if you've got any questions, please, please let me know. Please, please mm -hmm. ask. Um, and like fully booked, like I you look I you don't wanna go far. That's what I'm saying. Appreciate it, bro. You don't are like, don't forget about me, you know. Um thanks for listening, tuning in whether you're on the SoundCloud, um, the Spotify, the YouTube, um, all good platforms, it's at full underscore e underscore booked or most platforms anyway, but you go into our Instagram, you'll see our, our link tree in the bio and that, that'll take you to where you need to be. But yeah, Daryl, thanks a lot for coming on. Always dropping wisdom, knowledge, jewels, gems, history, facts. Everything is there with you, bro. Thank you very much, yeah? Appreciate it, bro. Thank you so much, man. It's been a, it's been a blinder. And hopefully, we next time we do speak, yeah. it's just about the greatness that we've done in the space yeah. of 2021 to 2023. And, where, and in person, hopefully. And yeah, definitely and in person, you know what I mean? So hopefully we've got some, we, we will be speaking about greatness and not so much trauma. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Ah, uh, the progress. All right, man. Cool. Peace.